and welcome to the Woods Water Mizzou, Episode 5. I'm one of your co-hosts, Skeeter, and along with me tonight are Cole and Case. How you guys doing? Good, good. good. Doing real good. Well, guys, it's, uh, it's a hard week. Uh, game was right there for us. And once again, we come out on the short end. Uh, we went to Gainesville, lost 17-24. to 24. Initial thoughts, Cole. Oh, you want to go to me first? All right. Um, yeah. It, I mean, I guess out of the gate would be um, our continued lack of performance on, uh, you know, throughout the first quarter. Um, you know, Florida, Auburn, and Georgia, surprisingly, was the only one that we were ahead in the first quarter. Um, but Auburn and Florida, you know, were coming out of the gate. I mean, they might as well, you know, spot them seven, 14 points right out of the gate and we're having to claw our way back into it. Um, we'll go into it later, but, you know, the the quarterback play, call it what you want, whatever you want to see, and uh, and all that on social media, but was just not there. Um, and, you know, cost us the game. Uh, a pick six spotted, you know, six points, um, and then a pick in the red zone that, um, you know, doesn't – has a great drive on the way down there. But, you know, just can't uh, can't see the deal. So, yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um, you know, maybe even like – I don't know if your dad or parents ever said this, but I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed kind of deal, which, you know, may, <laughs> maybe kind of hurts worse. But I don't know. I guess that's my uh, Cliff Knows version of it. Yeah, my – my dad was not a. Uh, I'm disappointed. It was a. Uh, I'm mad. So that carries. <laughs> uh, what about you, there, Case? What are What are your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts are: you could have just taken that intro you did today, taken out the Gainesville part, and be the same for the last three weeks. We've lived in a purgatory of zoo football since the after the K State game, where we're just really close, but find a way to screw it up in the end, or along the way, I guess. Um, yeah. Kind of going what Cole said. Uh, there were some good drives in there. It's it's pain like it's painful because they are so close. Like those turnovers in the end zone, that pick six that there was not even a tiger in the area to put the ball to cook through. Uh, the O line, like you know, not being great and letting leading Cook to make his poor decisions. Um, and then I guess was even more uh, frustrating is the defense is still playing really well. Um, you know, there's some stuff you want to see out of them, but you can't pin these losses on them. And I feel like I could just record this and say it every single week. Yeah. Just edit out the opponent and yeah. just talk Mizzou and we're good. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh... I have a few numbers here in front of me, and it's – I mean, this is some of it that pisses me off because you look at some of these numbers and we dominated. Uh, time of possession, we held the ball over 36 minutes. They only had a 23.51. We had a 36.09. Third down conversion, we were over 50% on third down at 9 for 17. Held them to 3 for 11. Our third down defense, I've never seen a Mizzou defense so good at getting off the field. Uh, we held them to 66 yards passing. But we gave up 231, 231 yards rushing on the ground. Uh, a little stat that caught me off guard. Would y'all uh, take a guess at 
their leading rusher, how many yards did he have? Well, I can either guess or I can tell you because I'm uh, I'm super nope. looking at it. <laughs> I won't say it. Then. I won't say. It. I'll let we'll let Case guess. You know what, me guess? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to refer to throw a number out and be terribly wrong. Well, they had two two hundred thirty one as a team. So, what would you guess for leading rusher? Let's say leading rusher did a cool uh cool ninety yards. That's pretty close. Uh, yeah, Montreal Johnson close. Jr. eight for eighty six. So it, it was a team effort. Uh, I don't know any other names. Second half. You know, we gave up a good at least three or four really big chunk yard runs. And it wasn't so much uh, bad play calling on Blake Baker. It was missed tackles, it looked like to me. Uh, the guy that initially was supposed to make the tackle wasn't there, and then there wasn't anybody pursuing the play that was within range. And so they were able to, to break off 20-plus years. Uh that's that's one thing to me that the defense is good, but we're not great because we have those missed tackles. Missed tackles, and I know they're college kids; like they're not going to be out there and be pro. But man, just a couple of those missed tackles, and they could just be a, an elite defense. They're definitely not a the thirteen fourteen defense, but they're good enough where we shouldn't be losing this many games. Yeah, yeah and then Brady Cook. 22 of 30 for 220 yards, zero touchdown, two interceptions. As you said, Cole, those two interceptions were were deadly. A 22 for 30 completion percentage looks good, but, man, I don't know about y'all. When they went back and would show replays of passes, especially short passes, uh, the guys aren't able to get their yak, their yards after catch, because they'll have a step or two, like they're open, but Brady's – hitting them in the hip or a little bit behind the hip. So they're having to turn and not continue their stride of a run. And that allows the, the tackle to catch up and tackle them pretty soon after they catch the ball. So even though he's completing good, uh, a lot of it you'd like to see, I mean, you know, just the ball six more inches forward or, or yeah. a foot more forward to where they keep running and, and run past these guys because we have some – Really good receivers. I think I saw a deal today that said Dominic Lovett had uh, 40 targets without a drop this year. Oof. Yeah, that's that's pretty darn good. That'll play. That don't mean he's got 40 catches, but you know he yeah. he hasn't dropped himself. Majority, uh, yeah. You know, a lot of people have went talked about refereeing. I, I've seen videos of hands to the face on their O line wasn't called uh, pass interference on the fourth down that we didn't get called at the end of the game. I feel mm-hmm. if Brady made that, that ball a little bit better throw, we probably got that call. Uh, when it ends up landing 10 yards past the receiver, you're, you're not going to get that call too many times. Uh, but I feel, me personally, the team's good at 18 of the 22 starting positions. Uh, the center and the right side of the line uh, – Mitchell Walters, Water, Walters, right, and then yep. uh, Wood. You'd like to see some improvement from the from those guys, and then Brady Cook. Uh, with that said, I feel better quarterback play, getting the ball out of his hand faster, makes your offensive line look a lot better too. And I feel Brady is kind of slow on some of those initial reads, and he also likes to tuck and run a lot. 
I've, I've noticed that as well. There was multiple uh, RPOs called by Drink that Brady didn't even look to see if the receiver was open. He just took it and ran. And I saw it pointed out on Twitter on a few that there was a player five, ten yards on the field, wide open, and Brady just immediately ran. Yeah. That, that's all I've got. You, you all have any other thoughts for the Florida? No, no. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've covered it. The, you know, the two deadly interceptions defense, you know, was, I don't know. I mean, we talked about the gifted points, you know, Florida only scored what two touchdowns, right? Yeah. Um, so if your defense is holding folks to, the two touchdowns, yeah, you should be able to at least score three or, you know, two and a field goal to uh, to win that ball game. So, um, yeah, it's frustrating, but, you know. The only other thing I have on that game is that I, it's, I'm upset it's getting to the point where it's no longer fun to watch these games where you see the roller coaster start going down and you're like, I, I could be doing something else. This We talk about outdoor stuff on here. Uh, I left my tree stand at exactly 11. I got back to the truck, got on the road to drive home and watch the game. And it's like a 35-minute drive from the property I was to my house. By the time I got home, I was like, I should have just stayed in my tree stand. <laughs> I feel like there was no point. And, you know, we made it back to halftime, and I had a little bit of hope, and then went this shit again. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it is too early in the season for us to already be like, Something else got to go on, right? Like they, I'm upset. The fun is getting sucked out of my Saturdays. That's my rant. That's my rant on the, to finish the Florida thing. Well, I I went uh, Jekyll and Hyde here. You know, last week I said excited and I predicted a uh, ten point victory. Yeah. And man, I hate having to eat the crow, but I never want to predict the Tigers to lose. Like, I never want to go into a weekend and expect them to lose. There's times like Georgia come to town, yes, more than likely we're going to lose. But in my head, I cannot be happy with the upset if I predict them to lose. Uh, so, it, it is hard. Like, I got so excited and bought in seeing them play Georgia. And then first quarter, 10 nothing, And it's like, here we go again. Yeah, it's I don't know. I'll give them this. Um I guess I'll be the I'll be the optimist. They uh they're staying with it, man. They're battling back. It's just a matter of sealing the deal. Um, you know, even on that last drive where it was, you know, fourth and two or whatever it was and incomplete pass and no call. I mean they were there. They were they were, you know, had an opportunity to go down and and get a score and tie it up. Um, they're battling, but it's just getting over that hump, man. I'm sure you all saw the tweet cir- circulating. I'm not sure who first put it up, uh, but they, it was a Bobby Bowden quote, and he said there's four stages in this process. And first stage, you lose big. Second stage, you lose close. Third stage, you win close. And fourth stage, you win big. And I, I saw a lot of Mizzou people retweeting, commenting, you know, saying we're we're in that second stage, and it, it's a hard stage to be in because you can see the progress, you can see the improvement, you can see the talent on the team, and we're just one or two plays a game that's biting us in the butt and costing us ultimately at the end. Yeah. Yep, it is. Um, 
I don't know. I, I'll give credit to, you know, aside from people calling for, um, you know, the quarterback change, it does seem like, you know, um, the, the fan base is still very engaged um, and very supportive. I mean, we'll see. I'll, I'll be, I'll be anxious to see what homecoming looks like. It is homecoming, of course. So that always yeah. does draw a good crowd. Um, it, but yeah, we'll, we'll be interested to see what, uh, what the late season looks like. Well, I've got, I've got some really good news. I haven't told you guys uh, before we started recording in the pre-show, but are, are you all ready to hear it? Let's go. Yeah. I guarantee you we will not lose this weekend. This coming weekend, <laughs> we will not lose. We will have a weekend without a Mizzou loss, no close game. We're not going to win either because we have a bye. So there's our preview of the upcoming week, y'all. Yep, there's, uh, there's the bye week. Preview. Undefeated against the bye. I hope we can get back healthy. I will, I'll say that. I hope we can get yes, back healthy. Uh, um, hope Burden can, you know, get uh, whatever he's got going on. I think undisclosed lower leg injury or whatever they want to call it. But yeah, for real. Whoever's, whoever's uh, nicked up and bruised and, you know, banged up can, uh, you we know. Burden, we need to love it to get back to healthy. And Chris Avery Drain and boys. Yep. You got to get a shout out to love it and burden because they were clearly not themselves. I'm sure there's other players out there with injuries. Just they're the two more publicized on the team, but them kids were fighting through it. Like they wanted to be out there. They want this team to win. And so to have that kind of attitude, not ship it in, not give up. There's a lot of promise to look forward to as a Mizzou fan. Yeah, there is a uh, post game interview with Lovett. I want to say it's after Elliot Tecker, Sablin Christian win, and he is like ultimate Mister Mizzou. Um, I was really impressed with that it's like it's like a five minute interview with him, but he's talking about rallying the team. He is, you know, he ends it with M I Z. He just he seems like the kind of guy that's all bought in to be a tiger, and I think having him lead that wide receiver room is only good for our guys in there. Yeah. Also, being being best friends with Burden is also got to be good. Why well, didn't put too much stock in that whole Burden was leaving thing when he got mad and or he no. wiped his Instagram? I think he's no. just a nineteen year old kid and has having a nineteen year old kid things going on. Yep. Hey, if he's wanting to delete his social media to focus on getting, I'm all for it. For real. We're getting into this week of Mizzou history. We're not all three games that I picked out here. We were all alive for, so we're not going <laughs> far back. Uh, October 10th, uh, 2020, number 17 LSU comes to town. We win the ball game 45-41. By far, I feel, uh, had they pulled the Georgia game out, that would probably trump this one, but this would be, uh, Eli Drinkwitz's biggest win as Mizzou Tiger head coach. Uh, it was really memorable for that season. Yep. That was, yeah. October 2013, uh, number 25, Mizzou at number seven, Georgia, 41 26. Go Tigers. And then, that, uh, go ahead. I'll say that game was crazy in the fact. I just my memory of that. I was working, and I was trying to catch up on the game, and it was close. I had a coworker run over, and I was talking to like a, like a I was working on a college job, like clients. Um, you know, his coworker runs up to me while I'm trying to be professional, and he pushes me, and he's like, "We're gonna, we're gonna beat Georgia. We're gonna beat Georgia." And I was trying to be professional and be like, "Are, are you, are you for real right now? Is this serious? Are you, are you like mess with me?" <laughs> I remember just 
you know, that pure elation. I couldn't watch the game, try to kick it. I was like, we're going we're gonna to beat Georgia? Are you serious right now? I was at a reunion in Louisiana. I was in South Korea. <laughs> oh, I forgot you in the military. <laughs> yeah, I was in South Korea. So I probably woke up and I was like, cool, we beat Georgia. Whoa. <laughs> that, was, that was before, you know, being able to stream, you know, ESPN and all that stuff around the world. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, Wake up and check, you know, social media. That's how I found out how we were doing that season. Uh, wild. But yeah. the third here is 11th, 2003. Time since 1978. First time. Five games that are in Nebraska 41 to 24. Let's go. There you go. Who do you think would win between us and Nebraska if we played this weekend? Oh, we. Uh, yeah, I want to say we'd win. <laughs> they just beat Rutgers. They think they're flying high, but I don't know how good Rutgers is. Hey, yeah, they're, uh, Rutgers was up like fourteen nothing in that, and then I changed the channel and get up the next morning and see Nebraska won. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got a little bit of life. I, I think we have the same record, don't we? Two and four. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I have uh, I have got two really good buddies, both from Nebraska. One's one's fully from Nebraska. One great guy, um, but he is like from northern Nebraska and sounds like he's almost Minnesotan. You know, he's like, "Oh, hey there, how you doing?" <laughs> uh, love the guy to death. One of my best friends, but he feels the need to include me on a group text every Saturday where he just rattles off Husker stats. And I just respond M-I-Z every single week to it. Perfect. I don't know why he includes me on this. And I got another buddy. This guy's from Nebraska, moved to Missouri, whatever. Uh, lives in Kansas now, just really getting around all the states. But uh, he also is in that group, and they just go back and forth on Husker shit. And I just don't – I don't care. I'm stuck in this group chat. Yeah. <laughs> well – that concludes this week of Mizzou history. And since we don't have a game to preview, we're going to move along into this past week episode of Cold Killing Deer. Uh, tell <laughs> us what you did again there, Mr. Deerslayer. I, man, I had probably one of the best. So I think, uh, you know, when we recorded last week, um, I'd mentioned we had the cold front coming in this past weekend. Um, and I was just, I was just itching to get out. I think I played grandpa. Uh, that Wednesday morning um, and my, you know, child care was taken care of. And I had texted my wife as we were going to get off the golf course. I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to go hunt. Um, the wind is perfect for a stand that I'd been wanting to go sit on a new permission piece. Um, and so she's like, okay, have at it. And I'm like, you know, thinking to myself, okay, I, I've got two does in the freeze already. Probably not going to take another one. Um, you know, just kind of scout it out. Man, I saw, I think every critter, you know, common critter that you could see in the woods, I saw that evening. I saw six different bucks, um, four, three spikes, a forky, a decent six point. Like if he was a legal six point, probably would have taken him. Had huge main, you know, G2s and a big, huge swooping beam off both sides. Um, And then probably... I don't know. I hate putting the the measurement tag on deer, but I don't really know any other way to 
audibly describe it. Um, so probably 110 inch, uh, little eight pointer. Um, yeah. and they were all still black sort up, uh, weirdly enough. Um, one of the little forkies or spikes had stopped to hit a, a scrape in a licking branch. Um, I bet I saw 15 plus dozen fawns, um, 11 hens, turkey hens, uh, four big old, you know, gobblers and, uh, I don't know, six or so coons. So great. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, just, just to clarify, (laughs) hunting in the zoo is illegal. Do not follow Cole's (laughs) trend here. Like hunting in the zoo is not okay. Yeah. I was sitting, I was sitting uh, (laughs) above the St. Louis zoo. That's where I was. Apparently. (laughs) New permission piece. Um, but no, it was, it was a great sit. Like I said, probably one of the best overall wildlife sets I've had. Um, actually did a hanging hunt that night. Had, like I said, scouted it once um, preseason. And, you know, was walking in and I was like, you know what? Okay, south wind. Here's where I think deer are going to come out of. Um, here's a bunch of white oaks that are raining right now. And got my setup. And as I was setting up, had jumped. Um, I think it was a doe jumped a doe out of her bed probably 30 yards away so i felt pretty confident about where i was um and i should have had a hard hat on i think i said that last week too the acorns were just raining um and so yeah i had the you know the bucks come through two of the little forkies went literally right under my tree probably 30 minutes after i got set up um didn't win me just kind of moseyed on um i think that i don't know if you guys have ever experienced that where you know, you have the younger deer that may smell something, but they don't quite know what it is. I think that's what I was, um, what I was dealing with there. Um, had another forky bed down like 35 yards from the stand upwind. So I get to just kind of sit there and watch him for an hour. Um, and then the does started trickling out and one of the big old nanny does, um, wind had gone calm and the thermal started pulling back downhill. That's, you know, I don't know if you guys have again experienced that, but um, I have a little milkweed pouch on my chest rig and pulled a little bit off and dropped it. Boy, and it was going right to her. Um, and she started stomping, and all the other young does and fawns looking at her like, "What is your deal? Like, <laughs> why, why are you making a ruckus?" Um, and so she actually bounded off and blew. And I'm thinking, "Okay, well, there's that. It's just not meant to be tonight." Um, and then one of the younger does had same path that the, uh, that the forkies took went right up underneath my tree stand. And I actually texted my dad and I said, Hey, it's going to be like 50 degrees tonight. You know, you think we'll be okay hanging one outside. They're supposed to be a pretty steady breeze. He's like, yeah, sure. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, well dad knows best. Right. So I went and grabbed the bow off the hanger and, uh, she walked out to about 13 yards. Um, and yeah, dropped her. And ironically enough, it didn't even clear the field when I shot. Uh, the other ones came up and like started checking her out after she'd expired, which I hadn't experienced that before. But like a turkey, yeah, exactly. It was like yeah, you know, never those gobblers want to go attack it, but they were just mm-hmm. kind of like, "Hey, are you going to get up?" kind of deal. Um, but yeah, good hunt. You got uh, got three does down on the season, so. Well, that uh, leads me to my next point. You want to mention some of your news because you know those stats are probably why uh, why you you got this next honor. 
Oh yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, we can talk about that. So I was, uh, I was selected. I'd seen on social media one day that Vail, V-E-I-L, Camo Company, um, was accepting applications for field staffers and had some time. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll throw my hand in the ring and see if, um, if I get accepted. Well, they, uh, I checked my email one day and I had been, uh, accepted and brought on to the Vail Camo, um, field staff. So I'm a part of their, uh, their field staff team now. Uh, which is pretty exciting. They're uh, based out of Wichita, Kansas. They have a very, you, you've probably noticed a lot of uh, camo companies aside from like Mossy Oak and Realtree are going to more of the obscure kind of digital patterns. Um, you know, not just your branches and leaves and, you know, cedar branches and stuff like that, but, you know, things that are really meant to break up your pattern. Um, yeah. And that's what, uh, that's what Vale kind of, hones in on um and so yeah they were uh they're kind of sending me a care package and um i went ahead and purchased some of their camo and actually got it in today super fast shipping it literally got here overnight um just on standard shipping with them being so close over there in wichita so yeah showed up today um one of the sizes was wrong so i gotta return two items but um (laughs) the field pants that i that do fit i'm actually gonna be wearing wearing um I think I'm going to go Thursday morning. Probably won't shoot it out because I got to go to work later that afternoon. But just, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited that, that, you know, just to have this opportunity. Um, I think in the future it'll, it can grow to becoming a pro staffer. Yeah. Um, which whatever that means, whatever that entails, uh, I'm just kind of along for the ride and very honored to, uh, to be chosen for that. So congratulations, man. That's Thank awesome. you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey Cole, just give everybody a, uh, where they can find you on Twitter uh, to follow along if yeah. they want to feel bad about their life and their hunting ability, <laughs> uh, like me and Case. Um, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, so it's at uh, M-I-Z, as in Mizzou, underscore, and then C-F-I-N, C-Fin. So M-I-Z underscore C-Fin for Cole Finley. That's me. So, um, And it's the same on Instagram, too, if you wanted to, to follow there. I tried to keep my handles the same. Trophies. So. Yeah. And your season tickets are in the south end zone, right? Yep, and I typically wear a camel hat, so <laughs> you want okay, to know what so I'm to. If you want your picture taken with him or an autograph, look yeah, for man. him for right. homecoming versus Vandy. Yeah, right. That's funny. Case, uh, how, how was your hunting? Oh, so I uh, got the went to Platte County property, and I got there Friday night. Um, good sit good wind everything i didn't see any deer friday night so it was really more or less just sitting there kind of getting everything that stand figured out and that was the uh, i'm gonna cut it that was the yeah. night that was the night your cold front rolled in or the yes, day sir. that okay so the night of the cold front basically i get there it was it was probably 68 degrees by the time i left when the sun was down it was down like in the low 40s no, so you were so, you were probably shivering. <laughs> I was. I, I went in. I went in a little too light with the camo with all yeah. the wear, and then I walked out pretty cold. But I got a good idea and how to get to that spot and everything. Uh, Saturday was extremely active. Um, I get in there before before dawn, sit for a little bit. Uh, it's quiet. It's quiet. And then about it's kind of funny. My my wife had taken our daughter to uh, the farmers market in town. She goes, "You see any deer?" I go, "Not yet." She texts back. She goes, "We saw a five on the drive to the farmers market." <laughs> I look, Is that how it always happens? Well, yeah. But then I look up, and there is a buck tracking a doe about forty yards ahead of me in the in the woods. Really? 
And yeah, so you said they're bachelor. I thought it was interesting because the first deer I saw on that property was exact opposite. Um, so you know, I literally put my phone back in my my, my pouch there, and I'm locked in on this. Uh, very interesting though. He followed her through the bottom of the woods. I think she caught me for a second because I uh, I was standing on the platform now, just in case they came in. I need to grab my boat behind me, and um, she saw me for a minute. It looked like she wanted to huff, and then he, he kind of changed her mind, and they kept going. So they never really flagged me, but they did walk way out of like way out of shooting range. Um, I got a good view of him though, so it looks like that property has got good buck. He was a he was a eight point on there, so he would have been legal in Platte County. Okay. Um, he wasn't super big, but he had nice points on. Look like, so saw that. Very excited about that. A little bit, I want to say, thirty minutes after that, two does. Um, they were screaming through the woods. I don't think they saw me or anything, but they were about twenty yards to my to my right. They go flying past the stand. Um, and they're just kind of running through the woods. That was pretty cool. And then this is kind of a, a bummer on my morning one. I think I texted you guys about this one. Uh, it's ten fifty five. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, all right, game's getting ready to start. I'm gonna get out of the stand. I go turn to grab my bow off the hanger to get climbed down. And there is a doe looking dead at me. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking straight in my eyes. Oh and so now God. I slow down. I'm trying to get the bow off the hanger. And as soon as I get it off the hanger, she looks at me. She starts snorting. She tells everyone in Platte County where I'm at. And I'm like, well, you know, I let her run off. And then I, I get out and I, I walk to the truck. I'm like, that's, that's good enough now. So uh, I go home, I watch the game with the family and, you know, eat lunch and all that stuff. And I go back out that night about 3.30 or so. Um, and here, here's where you'll, you guys, it's how different me and Cole are. Uh, Cole's a, a good hunter. I'm just a hunter. Oh, please. Uh, Stop. <laughs> man, I get this nice big doe. And so the way this, way this stand sits, it's on, a, it's on a slight hill. So there's a big difference from the bottom of the hill and top of the hill, but it's so long that you don't quite notice it where you're sitting dead in the middle in this tree stand. But she comes out of the woods behind me at the very top, and she's just moseying her way down this mow path. And she's coming towards the stand. I see her. I stand up. I get it off the hanger. Um, there's a tree about 40 yards where she goes behind. So as soon as I'm behind, I don't think she can see me. She probably, I can't see her. I go ahead and I get set up where she's going to come in. She comes in within about 30 yards, starts to turn into the woods. She turns broadside. I'm like, all right, this is my chance. Pull back to shoot. Uh, let the arrow go. And I shoot underneath her. And she runs off in the woods. Never saw me, never huffed or anything, but she goes flying off in the woods. I lost that one. So uh, How far did you say she was? 30 yards, probably second pin. Second okay. pit on the bow, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So lost that one. Uh, went there. My arrow was, my arrow and broadhead were fine. So I guess that's positive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, gonna gonna spend spending some more time on the bag this week. Need to practice a little. Sitting on back of the deck, shooting down on the yard. Yeah. In that that range. So um, maybe Man. I should wait to see if she's coming any closer. I don't know. It seemed like a good it seemed like a good shot to me. She turned completely broadside to me. You know. Yeah. So. I don't know. We're going to practice some more. We'll get back out there this week. Yeah, weekend. man. I mean, that happens. You know what I mean? Like, if you, it doesn't matter how long you hunt. You know what I mean? It's, it's bound to happen. I don't care who you are. Um, you know, whether or not you see the big wigs on TV and all that stuff, they're going to miss. 
you're going to have deer jump your string. You're, you're going to have that moment where, you know, you're in the zone and you're, you know, laser focused that, you know, you may range and you see 27 when really, you know, it was 37 and you're, you know, you're shooting 10 yards short. So it's going to happen. The good thing is that, you know, clean miss rather than hitting and wounding. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't want that. So it's all good, it's man. Cold. And it's early. So we got time. What's up? Uh, on the doe that you got last week, mm-hmm. you, know, you talked about the 800 deer you saw. Was that the first arrow you shot that day? The, uh, that day? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, okay. on one, yeah, <laughs> last week. Yeah. It was the first deer I shot. First and only deer I shot that day. First and only deer I, I shot that week. So I didn't know if you shot and missed too. Like you make us feel better because, uh, I had a story very similar <laughs> to cases, uh, Co-worker, he moved here last year uh, from Oklahoma. I won't hold that against him. He's a pretty good guy other than being a Sooner fan. But uh, he, I was telling him, you know, where I got the doe the week before and the number of, of deer I saw. He said, you mind taking me out there? I said, no, I'll, I'll even put you up, you know, where I, I had my stand. And so Saturday morning, I go in there and walk him to it. Say, all right, I'm going to go down here to the river, the Drag Creek bed. Uh, from where I tracked the doe the week before looked like a pretty good little opening. So uh, I got got set in. Uh, didn't see anything. About 8.30, he said about 9 o'clock he wanted to leave. So I decided I was going to go and climb down and do a little bit of extra scouting further out from, you know, just see what else I could find. And uh, I didn't see anything. And he called and he's like, I'm trying to get down and get back to you, but I can't figure out how to get back to the four-wheeler path. I said, do you see orange flagging? He said, yeah. Blood trail from last week, so just follow it, and I'll meet you where it crosses the, the four-wheeler path, and we'll go back out that way. And uh, I did a little bit more walking around, and then I, I went to where my flagging crossed, and all of a sudden I heard some noise, to my right, I was looking to my left to see if I could see him coming through the woods. And on my right, there's, I think it was four, it may have been five, but they were all doe, it looked like, and Chinese fire drill was going on. But one of them, she was froze in her fight or flight. I guess she's a fighter or a freezer. <laughs> but I tried to put her in the freezer since she froze. Mm-hmm. I picked up, I helped with crossbow and, you know, found her back and went down front shoulder and back about inch, two inch and squeezed off. I heard my arrow hit. Text my wife said, yep, I got to track another doe. You know, I was that confident in it and uh, went and where she was standing, found my arrow, my bolt, whatever you want to call it. And uh, a couple of the blades got bent on its fixed broadhead and there was some chipping on the on the main blade and then the smaller blades that are perpendicular to that where one side was folded back a little bit. So evidently I killed a branch. Uh, mm. I couldn't even find it because I, I went back when, when Travis come out uh, to the four-wheeler path, I had him stand where I shot and then I stood where I found my arrow and we, neither one of us could, could tell where it hit. So evidently it was a branch hanging down. I couldn't see that broke off. But uh, Saturday evening, I went back out, and I went 
to the stand. I put him on that morning and uh, I actually didn't go up in the tree with the climber. I went on, on the other side of the opening, just the way the wind was blowing and the sun to my back. And about 10, 15 minutes before it's too dark to shoot, here comes the doe in. And I'm sitting there. I crouched down. You know, I'd, I'd rake back all the leaves and everything, so I don't make any noise moving on the ground. And she got to about 12, 15 yards from me and was eating some acorns. And she had her head down the whole time, but the rest of her body was behind a tree, so I had no shot. I needed her to take one more step, and I would have had enough of the front shoulder to shoot. And she just happened to look my way, and she saw my, my outlier. I thought me being in front of the little cedar I was was good enough to break it up, but it, obviously not. She just turned and ran on me. And so mm-hmm. then I didn't go Sunday morning, but uh, Sunday evening my four-year-old has been wanting to go. Uh, and so – Took him, uh, got a little Debbie snack cake and a Pepsi for him. <laughs> and we got in the stand and uh, gave him his, his snack cake. So, you know, he would sit still for a little bit, kind of let noise calm down. And I was thinking, you know, he's fixing to get bored and start talking or wiggling here. And about five minutes after he finished the snack cake, he ends up putting his head on my right leg and passes out. And he snores <laughs> like a man. He snores like a 60 year old man. So I knew I wasn't seeing anything the rest of the day. Oh, uh, ended up, you know, getting down and going back home. And I said, uh, his name's Hank James. And I said, Hanky, I said, you're such a good deer hunter. Them deer knew you were in the woods and they were scared to come out. That's why we didn't see a deer. Really? <laughs> I said, yeah. And he says, I'm Hank James and I'm a deer hunter. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So that is awesome. He was awake for about five minutes of the two hour set. Uh, the rest of it, he was no telling where in dreamland, but uh, great memory for me. He probably won't have any memory of it other than pictures, but it was yeah. a great memory for me. That's right, man. That's awesome. Well, I went and tried to find some news articles for hunting, and on the Missouri Department of Conservation uh, website, there's a couple articles. Uh, For Missouri hunters, I just wanted to get this out there to share the news. Uh, The Missouri Department of Conservation invites youth deer hunters on the mentored hunt October 29th and 30th at either Prairie Creek Conservation Area or Charles Green Conservation Area. Anticipated start time uh, will be 5.30 depending on the sunrise. Participants should plan to hunt all day or until the deer is harvested. Uh, I believe that they actually get to sit with a, a game warden. It's for ages 11 to 15. Uh, they don't have to have their hunter education prior to the event, but there will be hunt, hunter education provided there uh, if they don't have it. Uh, if you're interested in going, uh, contact Ashley Edwards, phone number 573-522-4115. Uh, you said that was a Charles Green. You said that was yeah. Charles Green, right? Charles Green or Prairie Fork Conservation Areas. Yeah, so Charles Green, um, that's right there in, in Boone County um, near Ashland, right? If what I'm looking at is, is correct, um, I'm pretty sure it is the the one that I'm the one that I'm looking at. Um, 
is shown in Ashland address, which is between Columbia and Jeff City for those that do not know. Um, which, if so, that's great. And that's this weekend, you said? No, uh, it was the 29th and 30th. So just trying to give people a heads up so they can make plans for that. If you have somebody young wanting to get into hunting, yeah, uh, that, that's a great, great thing that the state does there. Yeah, so and it's then, uh, it's it is. I'm, I just confirmed the uh, the address. So yeah, just uh, Ashland, Missouri, which is uh, actually where I went to high school, um, right in between uh, Columbia, Jeff City. Just if you're in Columbia, south on sixty three. If you're in Jeff City, north on sixty three, um, and it's right before the uh, right before the airport. So right across from where I work. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a good area, man. It's a ton of uh, ton of deer in and around that area. Uh, it's, you know, I, I'm always seeing them, you know, how you always see more deer, um, as the rut pre rut and rut kicks off, you know, laying on the yeah. side of the road, you're like, good heavens, man. I know that area is loaded. If I'm seeing, you know, three or four here in this quarter mile stretch, um, but good deal. That's a, that's a great event, a great opportunity. Speaking of seeing deer, I saw four of them walk through my rail yard at work today and I was on a cat 988 loader, which is pretty pretty good sized loader and it's running and i'm i get out stand on it take pictures and i'm jumping clapping screaming at them and they're just watching it looking at me like you idiot and i thought <laughs> you dang city deer ain't nothing like a country right. deer because yeah. i sneeze or even think too loud and that country deer hears me and it's flagging and you know blowing like nobody's business and these city deer i'm on a big piece of equipment it's running and i'm screaming over it jumping throwing my arms clapping my hands shouting They're like what's your deal that's hilarious uh yeah. go ahead no i dropped my kid off at uh gymnastics last wednesday or picked her up i should say and walking back to the truck and we saw a couple does sitting next to the gymnastics building middle of, you know city of where we live and all the kids that walk out are yelling to the deer, pointing at them, talking, and they just sat there and looked at us. Mm-hmm. Better yet, I can't get my bow off the off the hook on the tree without that that, that deer out there in rural Plax County telling everyone where I'm at. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, man. I text my boss. I said, uh, "Is it okay if I shoot a deer on the clock?" He goes, "Shoot might be okay. Just don't dress it on on the clock." I was like, "Well." It's seven thirty in the morning. And it's supposed to be eighty something today. I was like, May I'll let him well. walk. <laughs> May not go yeah, well. <laughs> I'll, I'll let him walk. <laughs> yeah. Well, our next football game is the twenty second. So if you're going to the football game, go to the football game. But if you're if you don't have plans to go to homecoming, uh, the Missouri Department of Conservation will offer a free, effective wing shooting class from nine a.m. to two thirty p.m. on Saturday, October twenty second, at Trenton. Uh, Trenton, Missouri looked about two and a half hours north, northwest of Columbia. I was in uh, Trenton today. This class will help upland game and waterfowl hunters improve their success in the field during fall hunting seasons. Newcomers and experienced hunters can both benefit from this course. Missouri Department uh, Conservation Educator will demonstrate wing shooting fundamentals. Uh, he will discuss topics such as estimating shooting distance, shotgun patterning, and selecting the right non-toxic shotgun ammunition for the wild game being pursued. This class will especially help hunters improve their shotgun hunting skills using, using non-toxic shot. The course will be at the Trenton Area Trap and Skeet Range. 
off Northwest 27th Street, just west of US 65. Participants are to bring their own guns. They will pattern their shotguns and shoot clay pigeons thrown in crossing patterns. Conservation Department will provide ammunition and targets. Participants right. should dress for weather conditions, bring a chair and lunch. Drinks will, pre- will be provided. The classes for participants ages 15 and older. COVID-19 safety precautions will be observed during classroom sessions. Register to require to register uh, short.mdc.mo.gov slash 4PQ. And you can find both these articles on uh, the MDC website. But I thought that was pretty neat that they even provide the ammunition and the targets to shoot. But uh, if you're a bird hunter, if you're wanting to get in, to bird hunting, uh, and that, that seems like a great, great outing to get into it. Yeah, I mean, they're providing, all you got to do is bring your shotgun and they're providing the, the ammo. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Well, that, that's all I have for, for the hunting. And uh, do you all have anything? Like, what, what are you all looking forward to this week here? Uh, muzzleloader starts. Uh, so I'm probably not going to hit the woods this weekend just to give them their space i had a real bad experience on public land last year i might talk about one day but uh when the guns hit the woods i try not to hit public land too hard yeah that's that's tough man that's obviously always wear your orange um Mm -hmm. yeah that's that is one uh one kind of scary thing about you know hunting on hunting on public land um man for me i'm looking at the weather these next couple days um it's a damn shame we don't have a home game on Saturday because it's going to be 72 and sunny. That's what so, I got too. Um, but no, it looks like next week is, uh, I don't know, I might not be there if, uh, next week when we record because it's showing 55 is a high and 30 is a low. So it wins out of the north. Um, so I don't know. It might be in a tree stand, but yeah, Monday, I'm thinking about they look great. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about getting out um, maybe Thursday morning. Um, I got a, another charity weekend, uh, or charity flying event this weekend at the Columbia airport, uh, that I'm kind of putting together. So got to be there for that. Um, but now really just kind of trying to keep an eye on, uh, you know, keep an eye on trail cameras. I did just check one for the first time, uh, this past, uh, what was that yesterday? Um, I did have my first buck in daylight, so. That was uh, that was a little encouraging. It was at eight, eight o'clock on uh, on the tenth. So what was that yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll just kind of keep an eye on that, and you know, keep in the woods. Yep, I'm gonna try and get out a little bit this weekend. Uh, I think I think Saturday or Sunday morning might be my best bet weather wise. So we'll get out there, try again, try, try, try. Yeah, man. Can't kill them if you aren't there, right? Exactly. That's exactly. Can't right. kill them from the couch. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I, I'm really excited. Uh, we we seem to be picking up traction with uh, with listeners. We're growing every week, uh, according to the analytics we're getting back, and we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, stick with us because I feel we're getting better each and every week. Uh, we're trying to trying to condense a shortened time frame to make it easier for you to listen on your drive to work, home home from work, working out, what, whatever you're at listening to us. Uh, we appreciate it. And 
uh, you can look us up on Twitter at Mizzou Pod, and feel free to reach out to us. Let us know, hey, we like this part. We don't like this part. Uh, give us suggestions. We're always open for ideas. This is a, a growing and learning process for us. But, guys, I, I'm thankful for you all jumping in this adventure with me, uh, and I'm still really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, Definitely. man, from the, you know, aside from – some of the uh, the product we're seeing on the field, it's been it's been great to kind of you know get this ball get this ball rolling. And to those that have uh, that have been listening in, you know, we really do appreciate it. Um, you know, you you found us whether it was relatable to you know football or your love for the outdoors, and um, you know that's that's what it's all about, in my opinion. Um, tell a buddy, tell a friend, mom, dad, it doesn't matter. Tell somebody about it. Um, and you know, the more more engagement we get on on our end from you guys and as we see it grow um we'll kind of you know maybe look back and see okay you know this was really popular when we talked about this um you know a lot of it's been deer content so far but you know we're in that season so yeah yeah we really just appreciate everybody listening definitely well next week uh i believe we're gonna have a basketball preview uh i was watching some interviews uh today uh, with coaching staff and stuff, and man, I'm I'm getting pumped. Like I'm really buying into the staff, and I'm excited to talk about it next week. So uh, I look forward to getting on here again and talking talking with you all about it. Uh, but for this episode, I'm fixing to sign us off for Skeeter, Case, and Cole. Y'all have a great week. M I Z Z O U. Go Tigers. <laughs>